This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by GoGo's Bootcamp. Are you a real estate agent looking for the very best media training program on the planet? GoGo Bethke is considered the top Instagram realtor in the country, and her step-by-step training program will take your social media game to the next level. Keeping It Real listeners receive a special discount, so please visit gogopodcast.com. That's G-O-G-O podcast.com for your special discount. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I'm your guide and host through the show. And in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with Molly Humble from Custom Fit Las Vegas with Keller Williams. Before we get to Molly, just a few quick reminders that please Everyone who is listening or watching right now, please tell a friend. Think of one other real estate professional that could benefit from hearing from top producers about how they grew their business and send them a link to our show. Easiest way to do that, send them right over to our website, keepingitrealpod.com. They can stream every episode we've ever done right from our website or have them pull up a podcast app, search for Keeping It Real. We appreciate it and it helps keep our audience growing. And also, please follow us on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash keeping it real pod every single day we find an article designed to help real estate agents grow their business and post it there of course along with all of our episodes so now on to our interview with molly humble Okay, today on the show, we have Molly Humble from Custom Fit Real Estate with Keller Williams in Las Vegas. Let me tell you a little bit about Molly. Molly has called Las Vegas her home since childhood. She has personally seen and experienced the evolution of this beautiful city into what thousands of people, both locally and globally, get to enjoy every day. She graduated from the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, with a BA in Integrated Marketing Communications in 2012. And when she's not working and being a top producer in Las Vegas, she enjoys exercising, Uh, trying new food spots, traveling, and spending time with her family, especially with her new baby girl. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. On your little girl. How how old is your little girl at this point? Eight months now. Is is that your first? First, yep. Congratulations. Great job. Thank you. And I want everyone to visit Molly at her website, which is molly.simplehomesearch.com. Once again, molly.simplehomesearch.com. And also find her on Instagram at Molly Sells Las Vegas. Molly, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, we're excited to have you. We, Molly and I were just talking just before we we started rolling um, about how crazy the market is right now. And I said, what a great time to be an agent. She goes, well, it's a great time if you're a listing agent, because the buyer's yeah. <laughs> agents are all just like like clawing at each other to get those those offers in. Um, mm-hmm. What is it like right now in Las Vegas? What's what's the um, the real estate market? Is it because rates are so low? Is just everyone trying to buy? Yeah, really. I mean, so you have the two sides, you have the listing side, and then you have the buy side, the selling side. So on the selling side, you know, it's insane. They're getting every seller is getting multiple offers on a move in ready home, um, getting cash offers over appraisal, they'll pay the difference. Like it's insane with buyers, you know, 
we're on that side of trying to put those offers in and, you know, you're competing with people who will pay cash, people who will pay over appraisal. And if you're just a traditional finance, you know, even if you're submitting a clean offer, not asking for closing costs, you're already at the bottom of the list, which is insane. So, you know, Californians are flocking here uh, by the hurt. Like it's insane. Almost every one of my buyers right now is from California. And then same with people from New York. Um, You know, we got a lot of investors still purchasing, um, which is insane. But yeah, it's really the low interest rates that are keeping these buyers and wanting them to move forward. And they're really afraid that the market's going to keep going up. So they just want to get in while they can, you know, before it's just completely out of their grasp. Well, we're we're here in Chicago and we're experiencing the same exact thing. It's it's just low inventory. A lot of cities lots of, are, yeah. Yeah, lots of buyers. Right. And of course, uh, I mean, I'm buying right now because of the low interest rates. I mean, you know, it's a good time if you can if you can find something and get an offer. Yeah. Um, but but let's start at the very beginning of, of your real estate career. Um, tell us how did you get into real estate and why? So you know, I, I did get a degree from university and I feel like that's kind of just what you're supposed to do. Um, had I really been introduced to real estate early on, I think I probably wouldn't have gone to college and, um, just got right into real estate, but I'm glad I did. I'm glad I can say I went. Um, but really kind of right when I graduated college, I just had always loved real estate. I think I love, uh, what a lot of people love about it. It's just, you know, I enjoy looking at homes. I enjoy design. I enjoy, um, that, I guess really just like the visuals of real estate is like seeing, learning, understanding, um, and really design is kind of the biggest part of that aspect. And I actually design a lot of our, uh, flips and updates that we do. Um, so it's nice. I've gotten to incorporate that in, but ultimately I knew some people that were buying and family members who were buying and selling. And the process just seemed kind of not streamlined and kind of difficult. And ultimately I got into it for all those reasons, plus wanting to be a problem solver. I'm a really good problem solver. And I like to, um, I I really felt like there was a better way to navigate the real estate transaction. And it's so different from person to person, whether you've done it multiple times, it's your first time, uh, whether you're buying or selling, it's literally different every time. And so what myself and our team likes to do is really just streamline the process and be super transparent that so that we can have a really nice, smooth transaction. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, and, and, you know, when, when you first got your license, um, I'm curious because the number one question we get from these top, we've done, gosh, 250 or so episodes, all interviewing top producers from all over the country. Mm-hmm. And the, the question is always, how do I get more business? Because it's usually, you know, maybe a newer agent's listening to our show who's who's wondering, how do right. I get started? And, and of course, there's no easy you know, sort of magic answer to that question. Um, but I'm curious on like what you've mentioned, Hey, I had, I had friends and family who were, you know, uh, involved in real estate. So obviously you had that, but how did you go about like building your brand and, and how did you actually get started? You know, I think at this point in my career, I get so many uh, referrals, which is amazing. But at the beginning of my career, it wasn't like that. And, you know, if you don't know, if someone didn't know five agents and I would assume they don't have any friends, because literally everyone knows an agent. There's 18,000 in the in the Vegas Valley and really only 20% of us do 80% of the you know yeah. work in the market. So, um, you know, it was, oh my gosh, sorry. Someone just walked by, totally just- Oh no, totally, so okay. Yeah, um, but just about like when you got started, like, like okay, what, yes. what activities were you doing? Sorry. 
Yeah. yeah. So really what I started doing is a lot of video and everyone says a video is the future. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm even, I kind of slowed down once I had my daughter and I'm like really vamping up again. And that's anywhere from just taking your phone and going and doing a tour on a home. And I've done it on new builds. I do it on resales. Um, and people love that, that rawness, the authenticity rather than, Oh, I'm perfect. Every time stage ready. It's just sure. kind of like, Hey, I'm at this house showing it. Like, let's talk about it a little bit. And then now I'm really working on doing some professional videos too. Um, and I actually did a really fun one where I ended up jumping in the pool at the very end. Um, so it was just fun. It's different. I think that video, like I said, video is the future. And I think everyone can agree. Um, I know that people are really shy being on camera. And I was too. I was like, oh my gosh, my voice and my hair and this and that. And eventually as long as you're being a knowledge broker, as long as you're bringing value, all of those things don't matter. You know, and, and I think a lot of agents have proven that they're chatted up, um, you know, they, they may be kind of sloppy looking, uh, but they do a lot of business. They know what they're doing and ultimately that's what matters. So, you know, get out there, don't be shy, make those videos and just keep putting content out. Cause the more content you put out, um, the more people feel comfortable with you. They know your face, they know your name, you know, don't be afraid to let that real side of you out where maybe you're talking about your baby. You're talking about what you like to do your dog. So I was just on a run and stop, I wanted to stop by this house to show you guys. I thought it was beautiful. You know? Yeah. That is, it's really such a great idea. So basically, I mean, if you don't have any listings and you don't have any clients, you do have a phone and you can go to, you can go schedule a showing and you know, it's, it's all contact free these days anyway. So usually the listing agent's not going to be there and you can even ask them, Hey, I just wanted to do a video tour and you know, you get the code and you go in and you can do that for Facebook live. You can do it for Instagram. Um, what a great idea. I mean, if I was a producing agent and I didn't have clients, I would be doing that probably almost daily because you're absolutely right. Fake it till you make it. And that's what I had to do. I, people thought, wow, she's getting so many listings out the gate, but really I was asking other listing, you know, listing agents, Hey, can I go to that house and just film it and put it on my social media? And they're like, yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah. You're going to help them possibly sell the home. Why wouldn't they let you do that? Exactly. Exactly. What a brilliant idea. And then what about, what about open houses? Now I know right now things, things are a bit different. Um, with open houses. Oh, I think we might've just lost Molly. Uh, guys, hang on one second. We're going to see if we can get Molly back. Um, I think she just got kicked offline. Uh, so give us just a quick second. Sorry for the, uh, delay here. Here she is. She's coming back. And she's back. Oh, I don't even know what happened. I didn't No problem. Okay, so weird. No, okay. we're, we're good. Sorry, go um, so yeah, I was curious about open houses and obviously now things have all changed with open houses with the pandemic, but before then, um, how important were open houses and even sitting, doing open houses for other people's listings? How important was that for you? Um, so super, super important. Like I said, I kind of slowed down there with um, the birth of my daughter and now I'm re- like vamping up. Um, but they're huge even now. So we're actually able to do open houses here and it is huge. Um, especially because so many buyers are just kind of coming through, they haven't really met with anyone and then you can end up being their agent and it's happening time and time again. But even pre pandemic, I, I think anyone's resistant to, you know, making those phone calls, you know, just having these raw conversations. And I would say there's two times that I was really just like, gosh, I don't want to do this open house today. Like I don't, I have all these things to do. Like I don't want to do it. Right. One of them, I get a buyer that day 
that had her and her husband had been flying down here from San Francisco, coming to open houses every weekend for a month. So that means they've gone and met multiple agents and never right. even been converted. So I talked to them and I'm like, Hey, you know what? I have, you know, this house in mind when I wrap this up, let's go ahead and take a look at it and see if it fits your needs. So nice. They end up putting an offer in. I got them like 30,000 below uh, list price and they closed three weeks later on a $450,000 house. Nice. And in the, in the open house was dead the entire time. So I was like, Oh, here we go. Of course it's the worst, you know? Yeah. And then the second open house that I was just super resistant to, I got two listings out, out of a 750 and a 450. And those are the only two people that came by. Isn't that it, it, those things happen. And for everyone listening, going, I don't have any listings to do open houses, ask other agents in your office. If you can sit most of the time, unless the seller is, they have an unusual relationship with the seller. uh, Usually that shouldn't be a problem at all because the more people coming through the merrier. And of course those leads you get to keep um, or, or share or however it works at at your firm. But yeah, that's, um, that's great. And Molly, you do something really, really, um, and I don't want to say unusual, but I would say unique um, with respect to what you do for listings, uh, which is what what you call the update before you sell. And I've only, I've just, I've never heard of this. So can you please tell our audience like what this is? Because it's such a great idea. Absolutely. Um, So the update for you list program is basically we put our own money in to update a client's home so that we can sell it for more in the shortest amount of time. So really what that means is that we know, obviously we run the comps, we understand design and we know what buyers are looking for. So when we go into your home and it could be as things as simple as changing the paint and carpet to, you know what, this whole wall needs to be ripped out because we need an open floor plan. That's what buyers are looking for. So it's been anywhere from a couple thousand to $40,000. But the reason we do it is because the return on it. So say putting new paint, getting fresh paint, doing new baseboards and flooring costs you 15 grand, that could easily yield you another 20, 30, 40 grand on the list price. Um, and, and that's the thing in this market. Yes, there's offers flying all over the place, but realistically you want a house that no one can go, you know what? Like, look at that. Look at this. Look at that. You know what? Let's offer a little less at this point. You want people to be like, you know what? Let's offer more. This is not going to last on the market, you know? Um, and so that's what we do for our clients because ultimately a lot of people don't have the money to put out of pocket or they don't want to take that much money out. So we really put exactly. So we really put excuse me, our money where our mouth is, it's our Mm. money. So if I, you know, if you gave me $10 and I gave you 20 back, would you take that deal? All day long. All day. Yep. And so that's what we do for our clients. And and it's been insane. And because Colton Simmons, my partner is a licensed contractor, we're able to do that work and we insure it. So I know some agents in town are doing it um, themselves and I know they're not able to do it on such a high scale, but they are hiring people that are just, you know, off the street because they get, give them a good deal. But the problem is, is if anything goes wrong with those repairs, now you're liable, you know, and now it's could be an issue for the buyer or seller and you could be in a greater mess than if, you know, you just went through us and had a licensed contractor, you know? Um, And so we love this program. It's our bread and butter. And people are always like, well, you know, what's the catch? And really there is no catch, but the catch is, is we don't take any money off of the renovations. We don't make any money off the renovations. Really what it is for us is being able to do this program and market it will gain us two, three, four other clients. Sure. So that's payment enough for us. We don't need to make a thousand dollars off of your renovations. We'll make it getting more clients and marketing. 
the property. Wow. I see. I assumed you, you did make a profit that way. That makes perfect sense though. No. Um, and, and the fact that you insure it is really, really, of course, super smart because if anything does go wrong, you guys can get it fixed and you're not stuck with the seller now hating you because something went wrong. Yeah, exactly. Or you getting sued or being liable for those construction issues when that wasn't even in your realm in the first place, you know, are, are any other firms you mentioned, Hey, there, there are people that are doing this kind of ad hoc where they just hire, you know, anyone they can find to do the work. Is anyone doing it at, at sort of with the professionalism that, that you guys are doing? Is that, this is your niche. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So this absolutely not. I mean, this is really our niche. We've been doing yeah. it for um, quite a few years now and it is just, it's taken off and people are always wondering what the catch is. And because we don't have a catch, I think that's right. ultimately what attracts people and they want to do the safe route. You want to be insured. You want to do the safe route when it comes to this. No, but I have not heard of another team. I think there's a couple that found out what we're doing and honestly, they became <laughs> knockoffs of what we're doing, sure. you know? Um, and ultimately they are helping their clients, but it, it only takes one to mess it up for you oh, and really get imagine. you in a deep pile. So yeah, you have to really think that through before you do it and you have to have the, in your case, your contractor is your partner. So obviously mm -hmm. there's a, a really strong relationship there and it's insured, yeah. but you're absolutely right. It's one of those things that, that uh, for everyone listening, it's a wonderful idea. Just build a very solid relationship with it, with a general yeah. contractor and make sure you understand, you know, what happens when something goes wrong? What, what do we do? Um, yeah. and, but totally. really an idea, what a great differentiator between you and uh, the 18,000 mm -hmm. other agents there in, in the area. Really? Um, I mean, yeah. it's, it's so funny. So in, in Chicago, we have like 44,000 agents. So we have even more, we're obviously a, a bigger city, but yeah. it, it, you're absolutely yeah. right. Like 80% of the agents, you know, don't really produce. And then 20%, uh, you know, are, are the ones that, that do 80% of the, of, of all the business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're always talking to agents who have unique perspectives on what they offer, but this is one of the most unique I've heard. So, um, I, I think that is such Thank a, you. such a cool thing. So for all of everyone listening, you know, definitely like think of about that. What unique can, you know, value add can I bring to a listing versus, you know, right now it's like, well, I'll do it for less. You know, I'll be the agent that charges uh, yep. less. That's one way to do it. And, and, or I'm the agent that charges more and here's why, or, um, oh, by the way, you know, you, you need to make all these changes, Mr. Or Mrs. Seller, and here's what it's going to cost you someone. to do that. Yeah. Or, you know what, I'm just going to do all this for you. And, and, uh, and we're going to sell the home for more. Um, what a yep. cool, what a great idea. So, so you remember I mentioned streamlining, making yeah. it easier. So now instead of saying, oh, you know what? You got to do this, 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 and this. Good luck. Go find those people to do all six right. of those things, right? Now we're just taking in our control saying we do this, this, and this. This is how much it will cost. We'll pay for it. And we take it out at the close of escrow, the end. And Perfect. I think, you know, there's been so many people that have been hesitant until we just prove the results over and over again and make them more money and sell it, get 10 offers in one day. They're like swear by this program and tell all their friends. So it's really great, really great program for us. Well, now let's talk staging because we're, we're talking about, of course, uh, perfecting the home, you know, with, yep. with any, any sort of construction or, or, or fixes. Um, but now we want to make it look nice. So when people walk through now, you and I were, we were just briefly talking about this before we got started, but the, the idea of virtual staging, of course, versus actual staging, bringing in other furniture, removing things versus mm -hmm. letting the photographer kind of build it, uh, electronically or digitally. What, what is your thought on, and, and how important, how important is it to have a home staged, whether it's actual or virtual? Is that an absolute necessity for you when you're listing a home? 
Um, so it's not an absolute necessity because it does cost money, whether you do, sure. um, you know, virtual or you do it physically in person. But yeah. I think ultimately everyone knows that that staged home is going to sell for more and it's going to sell quicker because you can see the defined spaces. Now you understand where furniture goes and you can see that it will fit. Um, I think a lot of people, sorry, I don't know if that cut off because of a call. Um, I think a lot of people think that, um, you know, or a lot of people will come into a house and be like, oh, I don't even know if my king bed will fit in it. Well, when you have it staged, they know it will fit in it, you know? Um, And so I really, (sighs) pictures are what get people, period. So the pictures are initially what's going to even make you want to see the property. So I think regardless, it should be either staged by, you know, virtually or by a company. But when you're in person, that's when you, when you're really standing there and you're like, okay, will this stuff fit? It's good to have that, those, that those pieces physically there. Um, I did a virtual staging of one of my homes and did some renderings because the house was just a mess. It was a complete nightmare and it needed that. And, and I even prefaced underneath. So people didn't think this was the actual home. Like, Hey, this, this is just renderings. This is the possibilities, you know, whatever you want to put. Um, but ultimately that's what sold the home is people could see the potential because when you walked in, it didn't smell nice. It didn't look nice. It was just not great. You know? So I think that's so valuable. If you have the money, um, to ultimately stage it, we just did a big flip and, you know, we really didn't need to stage it. The house was perfectly gorgeous, moving ready, perfect price point, had all the bells and whistles. Um, but we really wanted to take that extra step to show, you know, the potential of the home, how you could define spaces. So, you can never go wrong. If you have the budget for it, you never can go wrong. And, and a, a large part of staging too is knowing what to remove, right? Is getting rid of this is more. a lot. Yeah. Yep. And, and that's, you know, in some ways that might even, it's not that it's more important than what you add, but it's as important yep. for sure. Um, and, and so are you usually going more minimal where, where there's furniture, but not a lot of extra decor yep. or things like that? Uh, very minimalistic. I feel like I said, less is more. Um, so really just having, you know, a couple of pieces of furniture and maybe like a nice little succulent or plant or like nice little hand towel to kind of tie it all in. Really. There's not a lot to staging. It's not really a lot of furniture. You want to keep, you know, maybe a piece of artwork and that's it. You don't want to get it so cluttered, cluttered that people can't even imagine their own lives because there's so much stuff covering the walls. You know what I mean? But you, you know, you just said something really important and, and only it struck a chord with me because I'm, I'm literally closing in a couple of days and we had this exact conversation, which is the place I'm, I'm a condo that, that I'm uh, buying. Um, it's new development. So it wasn't really easy to visualize um, my stuff in there. And uh, when we went through, we had to look, cause I do have a king size bed and I had to, we had to measure it out. And there were so many places that we had to cross off our list simply because they couldn't accommodate that. But mm-hmm. we, we, would, we had to do all of this legwork um, to even know what was possible. And so that would have saved us so much time, even knowing like in the yeah. remarks, if agents would have just wrote master bedroom can accommodate a king size. Cause here in the city in Chicago, that that's not as common anymore. Um, for yeah. some reason we're moving away from that. Um, and, it, and it's more people are doing just queen size, I guess. But, but anyway, so we, we had to really search for that. So even just knowing that is a huge thing for a lot of, uh, a lot of buyers. Yeah. And so see, so I would have never thought of that. Um, but apparently yeah. in Chicago, that's a thing. So if you know that as an agent, now yeah. you need to start putting that in your listing, start putting it under the pictures, like Absolutely. will accommodate, you know, because right now, a lot of people, when we list homes, we just kind of go off the previous 
uh, person sure. and that person went off the previous listing right. <laughs> and that could say the room, the room is a four, 14 by 12, but really it's a 10 by 12. Right. And so really, I mean, to take those little, little extra steps to make sure that you have the proper information and then you're actually bringing value. You're giving more information like this will accommodate a king size bed and two dressers or one dresser. That way it takes the legwork for, yeah. away from you and ultimately streamlining the process, whether it's your client or not, why not right. stream it and make it easy for everyone involved? Yeah, I love it. And and so I, I wanted to, to end really by talking about right now we are in the lowest interest rates ever for, for lending. And we have mm-hmm. everyone can buy a home now that that you know, and people can buy more home than they mm-hmm. than they could could have a year ago because interest yep. rates. So now you have so many buyers flooding the market, not as much inventory. So what what should agents know about what buyers are going through or what should agents be telling their buyers right now about how to prepare uh, for what's going on right now? Yes, I've had a lot of these conversations this week and they're not, they're not easy um, because ultimately you and I both know that an agent, any salesperson, there's people who will tell you what you want to hear. And then there's people right. who would tell you what it is and what you need to hear. I'm the agent that will tell you what you need to hear. Um, and so I've had to have some tough conversations because I have clients saying, you know, I need closing costs or, you know, I, I don't want to pay list price or whatever. At this point, it's not an option. Unfortunately, it is a seller's market. So the only way to have some negotiating room is to get a property that's, you know, maybe not as moving ready, that's been on the market for a couple of months. And even those are kind of getting some decent offers. Um, so it's really just setting realistic expectations with buyers because this market is crazy. It's the wild west and you really need to come in with your strongest and best. So if you don't have say cash to, you know, pay over appraisal or to give, um, or just to buy the whole home, it's then you need to get a little creative and that's where your agent needs to come in and maybe offer for you to pay um, you know, something that a seller normally pays for and just have that wrapped into the loan. And it could only be a thousand dollars, but at the end of the day, the seller's looking at their bottom line. So if you beat somebody by 500, then it was worth it, you know? Um, and so it's just a really, really competitive market. I would really say have, have your ducks in a row as far as your financing, have your pre-approval, um, talk to your lender. Some lenders, I have an amazing lender. He can close in three weeks, even in this market. And that's like unheard of, but that's gotten me a couple deals because he can close less than 30 days. Um, So you really have to use all of these tools to your advantage. I would say you're not going to be getting, um, you know, your, uh, what do you call it? Home warranty right now. You know, you might just be having to pay that instead of the seller paying it. So it's really just coming in with your highest and best clean offer. Make sure you have the cash and uh, make sure you're just accruing more cash. That way you can have a little bit in the bank when all is said and done. And are you doing anything interesting with the offer itself? We, we've known, I've heard, you know, some agents are being creative, even with the offer and the way that it's being delivered. Um, some of them even have their clients write like a little, I really want this home, you know, yep. uh, letter. Um, I'm just curious if there's anything or, or, or maybe the relationships you have with a listing agent probably helps get yours, you know, seen more yep. than, than someone else's. So I'm curious if you have any tips and tricks for that. Yeah. So let me touch base on the the second part that you said. It was, you know, having the relationships. It's huge. I think 
anytime, you know, realtors are like, oh, well, I don't really want to know more agents. I want more clients. But really knowing that agents can ultimately help you can really help um, have your offer seen, like you said, and kind of just that rapport that you've already built could, you know, lift your offer a little more. I mean, realistically, though, when people are offering cash and this and that, you know, the the listing agent has to present all offers and it doesn't matter if you're friends with them or not, but it does always help. You know, if if you really were neck and neck with someone, it could really help you. Um, So on the other side, though, um, I always keep thinking about a million things while I'm talking well, to you. Well, things um, are so things are so crazy busy right now with yeah. with everyone. But we, I was just basically saying, like, when you're submitting offers, are there is there oh, any okay, little yeah, creative strategies? Creative, yeah, and at the end of the day, so, we understand cash is king, and, yep. and nothing is going to supersede that. <laughs> yep. But is there any little tricks that you find like I do this totally. little thing that helps, or are you like it doesn't really matter? Yep. So I totally do that. Um, usually, you know, we'll offer over if we can, if if that's given, um, no closing costs, we'll cover the home warranty. And then also sometimes I'll cover, you know, I'll ask them, Hey, is there someone that you want us to use for title that your client is just married to? Let's, you know, we'll use that person. So use their title rep, use whoever they want. Um, that, that gets seen too. Cause when I put in a listing that I want to use a certain title rep and an offer comes through that doesn't even have that. I'm like, did you read the listing or did you care at all? You know? Um, and then also, you know, one little trick that I do, and if it works for, you know, that client, and I talk to the listing agent to really find out if this would fit the seller's needs, but sometimes we'll let them stay in the property post-possession, stay in the yeah. property for say up to, you know, a month, a few weeks free, uh, because uh, my client's not paying anything for at least a month, sometimes right. two months. That's so brilliant. why not? allow them. Yeah. Allow them to just stay. And that way they're not rushing out the day they close. Maybe they need those funds to purchase another property. So you kind of give them some leeway. Um, and that's helped some deals as well. So that's just a small one that really can make a big difference for a seller. I love that. And that's where good communication with the listing agent comes in saying, Hey, just FYI, if we closed on this in a month, would your sellers need, would, do they have somewhere to go or would they need more time? I will talk to my buyer and see if we can work something out. Maybe we can even pay for their first month, you know, pay for that month for them essentially is what you're saying. What obviously without having to actually pay for it, because of course the, the way the loans work. So what, a what, you know, we've had 250 episodes. Nobody has ever mentioned that suggestion. That is an awesome, awesome idea. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And you totally, you hit it on the head that like you need, you need to differentiate yourself somewhere. And that little bit where your client doesn't have to pay, no one really is paying for anything during that time. Like why not give it to the seller, let them have a little more leeway and ultimately get the sale. Even I've had clients offers accepted that they weren't even the best offer. It was just that giving their, the seller a window made the big difference. So I love it. Well, Molly, this this has been awesome. You've given so much value. I am. Thank I, you. I, I, yeah. No, this is awesome. So, but for I, I want also everybody listening. If you're not yet, you know, wanting to use Molly, if you are a buyer, a seller, a renter, investor, you should be because not only is she a top real estate agent in the Las Vegas area, but she has an amazing team. She's a top producer, and her clients. She works mostly by referral, which should tell you just how amazing she is. So, Molly, if there is anyone listening who is looking to work with a top agent like yourself, what's the best way they should reach out to you? 
Um, so my number is posted on my Facebook, my Instagram, our website. Um, so you can always call, text me, email me, um, reach out to me on Molly Sales Vegas on Instagram or on our custom fit or Molly Sales Vegas page on Facebook. I will respond in all these different <laughs> avenues. So whatever you're most comfortable with, um, I'm happy to hear from you. Awesome. So please visit Molly at her website, which is molly.simplehomesearch.com. Or as she just mentioned, follow her on Instagram. Uh, and you can find her on Facebook everywhere. Just search for Molly Humble. You'll find her. You'll but find on Instagram, me. she is Molly Sells Las Vegas. And uh, she is an amazing, incredible rising star. Well, she, you're not, you're already a, a star in the Las Vegas area, but we're <laughs> excited you. to continue to watch your growth. And so we're so excited that you came on the show today. So on behalf yeah. of um uh, on behalf of the audience, we want to thank Molly for, for spending time with us today. She is crazy busy. And oh, by the way, she has a newborn, so even busier. Um, so yes. thank you for taking the time out of your day thank that you. you probably didn't even have to do this. And then also on behalf of Molly and myself, we want to thank our audience for continuing to listen and watch and support our show. And the best way you can help us, tell a friend. Think of one other real estate professional that could benefit from hearing these amazing tips from Molly. Send them a link to our show. The easiest way to do that, send them right to our website, which is keepingitrealpod.com. They can stream every episode we've ever done right from the browser. Or if they're a podcast person, just have them pull up a podcast app and look for Keeping It Real and it'll pop right up and subscribe. And also follow us on Facebook. Please find us at facebook.com forward slash Keeping It Real pod. And Molly, thank you so much. We really had a great of time course. with you and um, we thank wish you. you the very best in all your continued success. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks so much.